Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast. And here I am joining you with my little sunshine Maltese pup in the craft room. We are hanging in, snuggled in. It's a chilly, frosty Florida February afternoon. It's afternoon. And uh, we are all about cuddling up with uh, you and our papers. (laughs) And um, so today's topic is signatures and spines. I've been getting um, lots of crafty questions in the uh, YouTube uh, comment section about signatures and spines. So I wanted to run over some just some basic concepts that might uh, quell quell the waters a little bit. Um, I think that's probably the biggest area where people get confused or lost or thrown off track when it comes to making books. Uh, But there's some easy fixes that can make it a lot uh, more pleasant to move forward. So let's go over a couple of those. And um, let me just uh, uh, read this one question I got today from Christine Sorrells. Uh, She asks, just what I was looking for. Sorry if I missed out, but when poking the holes for your signatures, how far apart do you need the measure across? Do you base it on how thick the signature is and then add so many centimeters? I need to make myself a few templates for a spine, I guess. Okay, I, um, I'm actually reading your question a different way now. So at first when I read it, I took it as to, uh, you know, in your spine, how close should the holes be punched uh, between signatures? But I think she's actually asking in one signal, single signature, which is a, a small booklet of papers in your junk journal. A junk journal is made up of several booklets of paper on the inside. So if you think of one of those small booklets of paper as a signature, that's probably the easiest way to describe it. Uh, if you look at the top of any book and look down, you'll see a book is made out of many small booklets sewn together. So the signature is just another name for one of those small booklets. Okay. Um, so I think uh, to address her question specifically, Christine, when you're looking at your signature and you're wondering where to punch the holes, um, I think a good rule of thumb is an inch down from the top, an inch down from an inch up from the bottom, and then in the middle. If you do the three-hole pamphlet stitch, if you do the five-hole pamphlet stitch, or you do some other, uh, you know, funky version of whatever pamphlet stitch is out there, you might need to adjust your holes accordingly. And in the beginning, when I was first starting, I did make a lot of templates to punch holes, and I, I did a lot of crazy maneuvers to get those holes in the right place. And it always seemed that no matter how hard I tried to get them in the right place, even with the template, sometimes they were just a little bit off. But uh, I found that it seemed to be okay in the long run if I paid attention as much as possible to where the signatures landed in the book itself. When I went to actually measure where that signature would land, that's when everything started to come together. And let me see if I can explain this best. Um, 
The other thing was the way I misread it in the beginning. I'll, I'll, I'll read you my response to her. I said, hi, Christine. Yes, templates help a lot, especially in the beginning. Then with practice and time, you can eyeball it. What weight will your signatures be holding? Heavily decorated pages or simply blank writing pages. It makes a difference. Blank writing pages can have m more signatures with more pages in each signature in any junk journal. Um, how close one signature is to the next one depends on the strength of your spine plus the size of each hole. Weaker spines equals holes farther apart to distribute um, the weight of each signature more broadly so the spine does not tear between holes. If you reinforce your spines, then you should be fine to put holes closer together. Yeah, another thing that comes into play here is um, the uh, tool with which you make your holes. I use the Crocodile 2 Big Bite, and um, it has a, sm a big hole and a small hole, and the small hole is one-eighth of an inch, and um, I find that hole perfect because I can get uh, fat needles through it, and I, it makes my crafting easier because it's easier for me to thread these needles, and it's also easier to put the needle through the hole and it goes through easier. I don't have to push. I don't have to pull through at the other end with a plier. It's easy. Some people like to have really super small holes, and they like to use a needle, and they actually pierce the... Um, they'll put a dot on their paper, and they'll use their threaded needle to pierce the hole and push it through and then grab a maybe a, a plier or something or their strong hand or something like that on the other side and pull it through. Um, I used to do that in the beginning, but I found it laborious over time and my hands would get tired. So I don't have the strongest hands in the world. So I always had to figure out ways around, up and over, under, through, uh, different ways that it could be easier and um, more efficient for me to punch a lot of holes fast to get the basic construction of the journal made. So if you're looking at one signature, which is the small booklet of papers, um, you want weight, you want um, a tension distribution. So if you kind of think about it like a bridge, and if you put this, like for the three hole pamphlet stitch, if you put the three holes very close together on one signature, you're going to have like a very, it's going to be tight at the center, but kind of. Uh, it, it won't necessarily run around, but it'll it'll be able to come away from the spine at the top and the bottom of the spine. So to me, it makes more sense to um, put uh, maybe a, an inch or half an inch from the top and an inch or half an inch from the bottom of each signature. That's what would be a good place to place the holes. Uh, that will give you your tension bridge, tacking it down three spots far apart together to your spine, and that uh, signature should remain put as long as you uh, tie it off well um, it's always a good idea to do a left over right right over left and then one or two more of those for good measure square knot style at the end so that your thread doesn't slip and the signature becomes loose and then it migrates up and down so that will cause your signature to translate up and down the spine if your uh, string is not snug and when I say snug I mean um, tight but not tearing. So you're snugging it in there but you're not ripping through because remember we are working with paper and cardboard and, and things like that and it's very easy to tear paper with your with the brute strength of your hands. Um, so kind of take that into account and um, you know let's look at this from the other way. If you had to um, this this is a question I always get asked. Um, how many signatures per inch of spine? 
Um, and there's a lot of different answers for that, but I'm going to give you the short answer because everybody wants the short answer. And I'll, I'll give you what I have found. And other journalers, uh, journal makers probably do it differently. But um, I have found that in approximately a one-inch book, I can, I can easily put one, two, or three signatures in there. I'm probably most comfortable with two. And I say that loosely because um, I tend to decorate my pages heavily. If you don't decorate your, your pages heavily, then you may want to put more signatures in. If you're primarily making a writing book and it's only pages that are going to be smashed against each other very close where there's no space between the pages, then you can put, um, um, did I say more pages before? When, when it's heavily decorated, you put fewer pages in. Yes, fewer pages and fewer signatures. If you're, it's a writing journal, put more pages and more signatures. The book will look nicer on the end, at the end. The, um, now the quandary, the question, the mystery, the, the, the what's it all about? Um, Alfie, part of it is everybody's papers are different thicknesses and, um, if you use all the same paper or use a, a mixture of different papers, that's going to make a difference how fat your signature is and how closely it abuts against the next signature. Now, there's lots of ways out of it. If you end up putting in three signatures and there just seems to be gaping holes in between each signature, there are things that you can do to fill that in. Number one, you can slip an extra signature in. Hey, the only um, thing you have to be concerned about there is if you place another hole between the two holes that are present already in your spine, will they disrupt or will they break the, um, the little piece of cardboard between the holes? You want to make sure that there's no um, breakage. The holes have to have integrity and have enough um, spine around them so as not to fall apart. So if you can get extra signatures in, you can totally do that later in the game. Um, you've already constructed your book and you're looking at it now like, eh, I could have put a couple more signatures in there. You can still do it. And let's say you, you used your crocodile big bite uh, to big bite in order to place the first few holes, but you can't quite get crocodile two big bite puncher in there without disrupting the other holes beside it here is where you could come in with the needle and just poke a skinny hole and secure your um, extra signature with that okay so that's kind of a way around that it will still look great it will look very good you may um, like the way it looks on an exposed spine on the outside of your journal or you may want to cover the spine uh, which is another possibility as well. So you could actually punch it through your spine because let's say you already did that. Uh, but now you're, you're looking at the back of the spine saying, hey, I've got big holes, small holes, it looks weird. Well, you could take a beautiful piece of lace or ribbon or trim or a piece of uh, material or fabric or another gorgeous piece of paper and cover that, um, that exposed spine right up and add it as part of your decor as if it was always planned from the beginning. That's how we do things. And we just keep moving forward and work with what we have at that time. So yes, that is the big thing. So if back to the original question, what is um, or the original question, part B, how many pages per signature and how many signatures per spine inch? Um, I would say a one inch spine, one to three signatures. Each signature, like like my type of journals that I tend to bulk up a lot, I'd probably put, I'm gonna guess my favorite sweet spot would be um, probably two signatures in there. And then um, 
10 to 12 pages per signature. And that 10 to 12 pages per signature is a nice round ballpark number. Um, a lot of people will do fewer. Some people will do more. At like 8 to 15, I would say, would be the normal range, somewhere in there. And the best way to find out what works best is to just do it. And uh, go ahead, assemble some pages, fold them in half, and test the thickness of your signature. Squeeze it, um, put it in your uh, cover, and say, hey, okay, if I took this and I multiplied it by two times or three times or four times, if, in other words, if I had one of these, two of these, three of these, four of these, or five of these, what would fit best in my junk journal? And this is part of the learning curve in the beginning. Eventually, you're going to know how many to do. It'll just become, okay, this is, I make journals like this in general, and I know I need three signatures. So, and I normally use 12 pages per signature. So I'm just going to go and assemble those all ahead of time. When you're first learning how to do it, I, rem I recommend making one signature at a time, folding it in half, putting it in your cover and saying, hey, how many of these do I think I need in order to fill this book? Now, there's also the compressibility factor, which is a big thing when it comes to using um, coffee dyed pages, old book pages, magazine pages, um, they can compress down very easily. So you might take your book, put like three or four of those signatures in there, and then you're going to want to squeeze it because we, we have this tendency to want it to look like a regular book, a textbook, a, a hardcover novel, something like that. Those pages are pressed with uh, very strong mechanical possibly electrical book presses and our junk journals um, are often made by hand and we don't have that pressing power in our hands. Now you can use weights to press your signatures to, so they take up less space, um, which is one. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. One way to approach that, uh, it's very difficult to get the pages as smooth and crisp as a machine-made book, but um, or a uh, you know hand-cranked um, junk journal uh, with a big book press book um, um, look. But it is possible to get it somewhat close. So if that's the look you're after, you can totally do that and have fun with that. Um, and there's uh, lots of different ways that you can um, achieve that. Like you can get yourself a book press. They usually run like between two and 500 bucks on eBay. You can get an old one. You can make your own. You can just put some heavy weights between two boards and squash your pages. Uh, but then you have to take into account, am I gonna decorate these pages after? That's gonna bulk it up really fast. Did I coffee dye the pages? That always warps the pages a bit and bulks it up faster as opposed to using regular copy weight or copy paper, um, which is already flat. Um, yeah, but the um, what you're going to find after a while is your sweet spot. And you're going to say, okay, I know when I'm, I'm working with a typical book, a, maybe an old book cover that I'm turning into a journal. It's a one-inch spine. It's a one-and-a-half-inch spine. It's it's a two-inch spine. I think I've um, gone up to about three, three-and-a-half inches in spine width. And I think the most the most signatures I've ever put in was 12. And um, that was actually for an annual journal. Um, I got to March journaling. I, I thought I did pretty well there. Um, but I... Um, 
I actually completed the construction of the journal. That's what it was actually kind of fascinating. Um, but to, just to see what that was like, how those pages uh, uh, laid down together and how the book sat, did its bow open, did it rest normally, that type of thing. It was a strictly writing journal, and um, I would say that it was pretty good. It pretty much rested flat. Um, I'll have to pull that journal out again and see how fat the spine was. But it was a chubber. You know what I mean? It was a chubber. And um, it was fun to make. So the best tip of it, uh, advice I could say would be in a one-inch spine about two signatures and maybe 10 to 12 pages and maybe leaning towards the 10 if you're heavily decorating leaning towards the 12 uh, possibly 15 if you're doing a primarily writing journal and if you end up in the ever so present quandary of there's not enough paper in my book it seems empty uh, you can always add an extra signature by those techniques I um, talked about. And if, let's say, it's you're not really comfortable, okay, let's say there's not enough room to add those extra signatures, then what do you do, Pam? What do you do? Uh, sometimes the bulk of the uh, vacant space is between the front cover and the first signature. You have an option of adding something to your front cover. This is fun. You can add a uh, relatively thick uh, notebook or notepad or something like that on your front cover, inside your front cover, to take up that blank space. Or you can add a pen with a pocket for the pen to go in, in the front area, to take up some of that blank space. Or you can add a very thick pocket on the inside front cover with possibly many flips and tucks and things like that involved in it. Maybe it almost opens up like a, a laptop on that side. It just keeps opening and opening and opening uh, inside the left cover. And you can increase the bulkage there to com uh, compress and compact your overall book look. Uh, you're never out of ideas. Keep looking for them. Same thing goes for the back cover. If you find you've got a little vacant space back there, there's some vacancy, you can do the exact same processes back there. And if you find that it's in the middle and you do not have room for an extra signature or you feel uncomfortable, you might um, uh, reduce the integrity of the spine by doing that. And you're a little nervous, a little sheepish. I totally get it. Uh, you can do the simple fix of uh, making yourself a, a little additional junk journal notebook or a junk journal journalette or a, a small little notepad and you can uh, tuck it in to that vacant space. Uh, you can clip it onto a page with a paper clip. You can glue it onto a page so it sits there securely and lives on that page but actually absorbs that vacancy. It can look like it was always planned to be that way. Uh, if you want it to be removable, um, you can do that. If you uh, just clip it on. Um, or if you want it to live stationary, uh, you can glue it on or adhere it on in some way, shape, or form that way. You could even sew it onto a page. So you do have options and you're never stuck. So I recommend going ahead and trying it. And the first thing you're gonna find out is what method do you like, do you enjoy, in order to get your signatures placed correctly in the right spot. And I encourage you to learn a few different ways to do that. I've got some uh, 
videos on uh, junk journal construction and journal construction and how to do the spines and the covers and things like that. And there's so many ways to do it. And um, uh, But that's the fun. Try them all. I, I highly encourage you to try them all because it, it, the odds are one of them is going gonna, is gonna to tickle your fancy and you're going to be, this is my ticket. This is exactly what I needed to know, how I needed to uh, do it. And I'm so glad I found this one technique because it removes that very challenging part that so many people struggle with is uh, getting the signatures in there. Don't be afraid to use templates. There's nothing wrong with using a template. So you put your dots where you want them to be. Let's say you made a book and you used a template that you made and it came out pretty good. Well, you've got a solid piece of cardboard there to use uh, anytime you make another book. And if you make your own books from scratch, where you make the covers, you can always use that one. It won't be a problem. One thing I will let you know that when you reuse a stents uh, a template a lot just the um the use of it will increase the size of the holes over time so just kind of beware that these might um wear out and you'll have to make a replacement every now and then um also um just when you lay your template down and you put your dots in the template holes remove the template don't punch through the template or that will definitely increase the size of the holes in your um template and then your um um, the holes will not be aligned the way they once were with the original template. Okay, so uh, I apologize. I know some of this is a little bit hard to visualize if you don't have a visual in front of you, but right now I'm doing a uh, little series. It's uh, called uh, Make a Journal, uh, Make a Junk Journal from an Old Book, The Beginner's Guide, and it's a slow crafting process, meaning I'm really walking through the process with you. I'm trying to tell you all the tips and tricks that I can think of along the way, and that can give you some eyes on deck if you really need to see the process. The particular style of a journal I'm going to do is going to be a hidden spine, so if you haven't seen that one before, you might want to check that out. It's a common one that's been done many times, but um, I haven't done one in a while, so I thought it would be fun just to, to do one with you guys together. The other option is you just punch your holes right through the spine, and you sew right through there, and if you've reinforced your spine, that's going to hold really well, and uh, your journals are not gonna, or your signatures are not going to fall out. So um, just some tips and tricks from the trenches there for you. Kasani, you got anything to say? No, Mom, I'm, I'm just dandy over here all curled up with my 17 toys in my little uh, Florida warm basket. We're, we're, we're a little chilly here. Yes, we're a little chilly, but we're making it. We're hanging in. I hope you guys are staying warm. Um, what else can I tell you that's new that's going on? Uh, I opened up a... Uh, in my Amazon shop, the paper shop, the paper outpost Amazon shop, I have a new section called books, and I wanted to put some books in there because I get a lot of folks asking me about uh, books that I use in my junk journal making, and uh, um, I have removed a lot of the covers because they take up a lot of space so I had these guts of books everywhere and then somebody would ask me what was that book and I I don't know the name of the book because I got rid of the publisher and everything went with it and so I thought well now when I think of books I will go ahead and add them on there so that you can see the cover and the publisher and the author and everything all in one place and it's a great launching pad to start looking from I highly recommend you look everywhere when you're looking for books because they are priced very differently in different locations and um, 
you know, never rule out a, a location when you're looking for books. I mean, you may be looking at thrift stores and garage sales. And uh, actually, we should do a podcast on that because there's so much to talk about when it comes to books. Um, but yes, you have options and you have different price points and, and you can still find some old books for good prices um, if you keep looking. So I encourage you to do that. And we'll talk about that more on a future podcast coming at you. And um uh, I think if you haven't heard, my videos come out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. My podcasts come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Hey, if you haven't signed up for my free monthly emailed newsletter where you get a free digital image, a note from the bookmaker explaining what a junk journal is and how to use it, uh, a list of supplies to make junk journals, junk journal tips, updates for me, sign up for the free email newsletter. Um, the link is uh, down below here somewhere and um, it's below every one of my videos and um, it, you can print it out at home it's on one sheet and you get multiple sizes so you can use it in your artwork any way you like uh, I have uh, vintage digi kits as well as fundals in my um, Etsy shop the paper outpost Etsy shop and um, uh, vintage digi kits are collections of themed pictures that you can use in your junk journals they're really easy to cut out they are great to make pockets and tucks and tags and journal cards and all sorts of fun things and um, each month I try and come up with a set of five that you can use and each individual set has um, five pages in it so there you go and um, the fundals they're collections of old and very interesting papers um, some are antique ledger, some are uh, receipts and postcards and checks and, and all sorts of fascinating things along with interesting book pages and, and interesting papers um, and uh, hand dyed pages. I mean, you're going to find all sorts of things in there. They come in packs of 100 and I ship those out to you directly. And I have a Facebook group. If you haven't joined our Facebook group, come and join the Facebook group. We're having a lot of fun over there doing weekly and monthly challenges, as well as seeing what you guys make from these videos. You guys are a beautiful source of inspiration for so many people. Thank you so much for all your contributions. And you are very welcome to just lurk and hang out and see what's going on and hang out with paper lovers um, who are just like you. And uh, uh, all my links are in the drop-down description box below every video. And if you have find value or had fun here, please like, subscribe, and share. I also have a merchandise shop. Hey, if you're interested in sweatshirts, hoodies, t-shirts, uh, mugs, totes, you name it, uh, with Create with Reckless Abandon or something with the paper outpost on it, or you know somebody who might like that, I've got a little shop for you to find that as well now, too. So the links are, again, in those locations. And remember, most of all, most of all, anything funny? Yes! Remember that fun can be simple and mom, take it away. Okay. Create with reckless abandon, everybody. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.